Hey, it's Kyle Meredith, host of the Kyle Meredith with podcast, presented by WFPK at WFPK.org and the Consequence Podcast Network. It's a series that puts the spotlight on iconic musicians and actors, inviting them to drop by and talk about their latest projects, whether it's albums, TV shows, films, or beyond. I'm going to say something I don't want to say. Here it goes. Without Spinal Tap, there is no Tenacious D. Whoa. <laughs> Man. We get great stories and the biggest scoops from people like Garbage's Shirley Manson, the 1975's Matty Healy, Jack Black and Kyle Gass of Tenacious D, Maya Hawk, Kiefer Sutherland, and everyone in between. New episodes arrive every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. You can find Kyle Meredith with on the Consequence Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey everybody, welcome back to the What Podcast. I'm Barry, there in the middle in the packed blue ribbon hat, as always, is Lord Taco. He's an actual lord, and we've explained that many times. <laughs> and this week you'll notice that uh, Brad is not with us. Uh, as we explained last week, Brad and Hillary are moving from um, moving from New Orleans to New York. Uh, he's taking a job up there. Uh, obviously, we wish him well. I know they got there safely. Um, glad to hear that. Um, and um, he'll be back as soon as he can. But with us is uh, a special guest who you guys, most of you guys will probably no doubt recognize the name. Pondo, we're going to talk, uh, he's a veteran as we are, we're going to talk about his experience at Bonnaroo and how excited he is to be back on the farm and what he's looking forward to, um, just get another uh, another take from it. So Pondo, thanks again for doing this. Uh, no problem, I, I was hitchhiking and uh, you know, I, I know Brad's not here this week, I was hitchhiking and this guy in a PBR hat was driving by saying he wanted the people to talk to and he couldn't find anybody and I said, well, I'll do it. And he said, no, we're not taking you. And then I slipped him a 20 and, hey, here I am. Wow, it's amazing how it works. That's hey, right. 20 that's, bucks is 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah that's right. Was only that's, 10. that's the level of screening. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> it, it, it's been a while since we've been on a farm. Um, I think the one thing I think that stands out for everybody, at least from my point of view, is the fact that we're actually getting a chance to go back to something that we enjoy and that we love and we cherish. Uh, for people who have gone multiple times, this has become like an event, a rite of passage. Each year, going to Bonnaroo is like a family reunion or like meeting loved ones that you haven't seen in a long time. It's so powerful and so just energizing. It's like my body permanently knows when June is. 
It's yeah. like my brain will sit there and say, okay, it's, it's, it's March, it's April. Once May comes around, the brain starts working a little bit. And then June comes. If I hear the word Manchester United on TV, I'm not thinking soccer. Drop the United. I'm thinking <laughs> Bonnaroo, the farm, and we're heading there. So are you guys super excited about being back? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm glad you set it up that way because that's kind of – I think I, I said on the last show that, that I have developed sort of a rhythm, you know, throughout the year. And like you said, when you hit May, for us, it starts, or for me, it starts in January with the lineup release, uh, you know, and because of this podcast, um, even before we started doing the podcast, I think we were talking about it year round. And, yeah. and in fact, that's why we started the podcast, because I think Brad and I, said you know this is nuts we're talking about an event that happens four days you know then out of the year in june uh and we're talking about it and if we are others probably are as well um so that's why we started this but uh there definitely had become a rhythm you know january you start looking at that lineup you spend the next several weeks talking about it uh you hit may or even a little earlier and you start thinking, I need to get all my equipment out. I need to make sure the rats haven't eaten holes in it, and I know where it is, <laughs> yeah. you know, and that I didn't leave the batteries in anything. Um, start buying supplies. You know, what am I going to take this year that I didn't have last year? I mean, all those things start playing in, and uh, not having that. Well, we did last year. We, we very much did. Everyone was packed up and and ready, but it still kind of kind of left a little hole, maybe. What what's the last two years been like for you? Well, let's go back first, real quick. Mm -hmm. When did you start going? How many years have you been going? I have been going nonstop since two thousand and eight. The story, okay. and it kind of goes with the Viking horns and the clock. Um, I didn't I didn't notice. What do you what, really? <laughs> uh, well, you, I, I'll tell you something. This is a secret. Girls love a nice big clock. And make sure you had an L in there. You get sexual harassment, especially at work. I know two jobs. Anyways, uh, two thousand and eight. Um, was the first year that I went and me and a good friend of mine went and with some other people and we had gone to Woodstock 99 and he dressed up as a psychedelic cowboy and he got on the DVD. So we're going to go to Bonnaroo and he goes, it's your turn. And at that time, Flavor Flav was a rapper real popular and he wore Viking horns and guess what else? Clock. So I went and I established kind of the alter ego of Pondo. And I said, you know, it'd be really great if we started something called the Pondo Army. And originally it was more of a, a rib or a gag or something. And then I noticed like people online, I was on a website called Emperor, we were going, you're going to wear the outfit again next year, right? And I'm like, oh God, I had never even thought about it. And then I said, well, if we're going to do that, let's develop this Pondo Army into something. And what the Pondo Army states is, is that, let's say, for example, Barry likes heavy metal, and we know Lord Taco loves uh, Sam Fear and his pan flute, and let's say I listen to Britney Spears. He's the master. All agree, we may not like each other's music, but we'll respect it. I'm never right. going to dog you for what you listen to, because to me, if we can all get along musically, just imagine how much we could accomplish in this world. Things are always going to be different. You're always going to have different opinion, but be willing to respect it and embrace each other, and we'll all do it collectively together. And if you can do that, and if we can get some of these important people to do it, 
man, this place would be a much better place. And that's how the whole thing started. And I pass out Pondo Army membership cards every year. So if you see me, come up to me and say, I want my card. I'll give you my card. But for the past two years, I haven't been able to pass them out. So every year since 2009, didn't do it the first year, but ever since year, I've been passing out those cards. And some people treat it like a Where's Waldo. They'll be like, man, I looked for you all weekend. Because you know it's 700 acres, so there's a lot of dang space. And I'm yeah. like... It boggles my mind because I'm thinking, why in the hell would anybody spend four days looking for me? I wouldn't. I mean, I don't own mirrors in my house for a reason because I look like this guy. <laughs> All right. So I started in 07. I went to the first one for the first day, and then I've been going ever since, since 07. Uh, the clock, I, when you when you mentioned uh, Flava Flav, now I got to tell it. So the day after their performance – in the media tent, Janine Garofalo, who was one of the comics there, uh, was doing the media event, and she said, did you guys hear what Flava Flav said last, I mean, what uh, comic the insult dog said last night in the comedy tent? And we're all like, no, I mean, some people had, but you know who insult the comedy? Uh, right, 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 Triumph. Yeah, Triumph, yeah. Tri excuse me, yeah, Triumph the insult, yeah. I knew I had that somewhere convoluted. But he said, you know why he wears that clock? So that uh, he can tell how far back he set the civil rights movement. <laughs> That's all anybody was talking about that whole next day. It's so funny. <laughs> you know, I'm not at all surprised by your story. I, I mean, I am because it's hard for people who have never been to Bonnaroo to understand why that's not so surprising. Correct. The fact that, you know, you created something and people are into it. Um, there's something about that event that brings people together. You, you've said if we can come together by music, every time I leave there, I say to everybody, why can't we be like this year round? Yes. You know? Yes. Or, or, or take it home with you. Well, yeah, just, yeah. and why? I mean, everything from, you know, if if you if you see a piece of trash, pick it up and throw it away. Don't just add to it. I mean, certainly, you know, don't just step over it. Pick it up. Yeah, it's simple. And if everybody does it, you know, the place is pretty clean. Um, and treat people kindly. You know, I've told the story many, many, my first time going up there, standing in line and it's as you said it you know at that time it was closer to 90,000 people it was 80,000 uh when it sold out and so you you know you think it's crowded uh people it's hot people are going to be short-tempered but I right. mean I can remember standing in line and people would say oh I forgot something and they'd leave and come back and everybody like go ahead man get back where now, you are. you never mm -hmm. see that anywhere yeah. else you're like whoa yeah I mean that was stunning and then you know, I, I thought I'd go by the lost and found just to see what was lost and what was found. And some guy was there getting his wallet. He'd lost it the night before in center in the in the main stage area, you know, crowded it. And somebody had turned it in. He was like, everything's in it. All my money's still. Wow. There. You know, somebody man. found it, made the trip, you know, to turn it in. And the guy was like only at Bonnaroo, you know, those kind of things stuck out to me. And it, have stood with me. I've, I've only seen, I was able to say I've never seen a crossword until the last one. 
and there were two volunteers. They were a husband and wife, and they'd probably been at about hour 11 and a half of their 12-hour shift, and right. he was not having it. it even started, <laughs> he started yelling at her about, go get me a Coke or a water or something. Right. That's the only only crossword I've ever ever seen or heard. That's just, you know, treat people the, the way you want to be treated. It's the code, right? Right. It, it's funny that you bring up Lost and Found because one year I went by and Lord Taco was there and Lost and Found and nobody was playing him. Nobody wanted to pick him up. Everyone yeah. said he's always been lost. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know what happened with that. They had him in that cardboard box in the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of where we picked him. I think Brad picked him. <laughs> up there. Yeah. No, no one else wanted to admit to knowing me. So, well, and, and Brad waited till Monday morning because he knew he yeah. could get him cheap. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that, that is actually what, one of my favorite things yeah. too. On Monday morning, when you're leaving, look at everybody. Because if you want to see what an extra on The Walking Dead looks like, that is it. Because everybody's like, well, they look like I look now. So I mean, that's, really, yeah. that's really not no stretch for me. Yeah. Monday morning or Sunday morning. Because Sunday, I'm an early riser. I get mm-hmm. up. And it always amazes me, those people who go all night long on Saturday. And when the sun's coming up, I'm getting up, going to get coffee, and they're going to their tent. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, you're not going to sleep long. It's sun's up, you know. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That to be miserable. Uh, how many people do you go with? First of all, where do you come from? Okay, I come country? from a little town called Henderson, Kentucky. We're near Evansville, Indiana. And uh, Henderson, Kentucky is actually famous for absolutely nothing. So it works out pretty well that I get, it's about a three and a half hour drive. I've gone with as many as six, but now we have four that uh, we, that all together now. Um, one of my best friends, Dave, he goes with me and, and the, the ages are crazy because I just turned 48. My birthday was Saturday. Uh, then my best friend, he's 47. He goes and uh, then we got a woman who's 63 maybe 64 if I get her age wrong. If I get Cindy's age wrong, she'll come back and kill me. So I'll just say she's 49. And uh, then we have her grandson who's 19, Braden, he goes. And nice. then a really special friend of mine whose nickname is Sweetness. I'm gonna try to get her to go next year. Um, it's weird because you brought up something. I try to explain and sell people on Bonnaroo. And until you go, you can't do it. It's like the Grand Canyon. You try to explain the Grand Canyon, it's big, it's a lot of rocks, you can explain it forever. But until you go and actually see it, you know nothing about the Grand Canyon. And Bonnaroo is such a unique experience for everybody. And the one thing that I love is both you guys could go see totally different sets than me. You could get up early. Like, I could be one of those strugglers coming back. We could have totally different experiences and still absolutely love every second of it and we could share those experiences and i try to explain to people that bonnaroo is something you have to experience watching it on tv watching it online it's great there's nothing wrong with that but it's not being there and that's one thing i can say that separates this festival from so many others yeah i i totally agree i mean i i'll ask russ while he's sitting there because this will be what four for you, 18 this will was be, your... 18 was my first one. I went to 18 and 19. So, and then I went to exit 111, which I get doesn't really count. But that's the last time I was on the farm. Right. And 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 uh, Taco is a little bit of an outlier because he loves to camp. In fact, he's in, in the bus, and that's what he camps in. Yeah. He, that, he does that on the regular. Um, I camp once a year, and it's at Bonnaroo. Once a year. 
Yeah, and prior to 07, that's the reason I didn't go in 2 through 6 is the idea of sleeping on the, you know, on a, in a field in Manchester, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, um, what's in Manchester? Especially, you know, at that time, to be honest, you know, mostly jam bands and, and also, you know, I was uh, late and later in life with children and, uh, you know, it just was not in, uh, nowhere on my radar. Um, I, I knew from that first visit how cool it was right, and how different it was, but the camping part of it, and, and I, I say that because that's usually what you get when you mention it to anybody who's never been. Yeah, and that's, that's first, what sold me on it. Yeah, well, that sold you, and that turns yeah. a lot of people. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've said I go to Bonnaroo every year, and people look at me and they say, you camp? Did you sleep in a tent? You know, surely you get a hotel room. I'm like, no, I I don't. In fact, I don't know about you, Fonda. You, you may not have had have the opportunity, but like Brad leaves the site every day. I don't want to ever leave when I'm there. I, it, no. it breaks some sort of magic spell or something. In One my of my mind. best friends said something, and it got, applies with first off with leaving, and secondly with going to camp. Every time you go to camp or you leave, you risk missing something. In 2008, the Coral Reefers were playing in Cineroo. And we are sitting at camp and everybody's kind of tired. Nobody wants to go in and everything. I said, oh, let's wait and go in. We go in and we miss some guy that played with them, some guy named Jimmy, last name Buffett. Yeah. So yeah. by us last being name. lazy and not wanting to go in, we miss Jimmy Buffett. And I mean, that's a once in a lifetime experience for me, you know, and like I tell everybody when you're at, if you leave and you go to the hotel or, and you do a lot of media, a lot of my friends that, that take, do the photography thing will go to the hotel and I'll, and I'll say, you risk missing something. Well, it's three o'clock in the morning. I said at Bonnaroo, you risk missing something at three o'clock in the morning. So it's just, you know. Well, in, in my case, it's not just a show that I might miss or a star, I might miss a great time at camp at that three o'clock. I, I mean, uh, Brad and I were laughing, uh, this past weekend, not during the show. Uh, I, I, we met downtown for a couple of beers with another campmate, and we just laughed about, you know, the stories that we picking on each other at midnight, you know, or later. Right. That's, that's the part that I can't, I can't explain to people who, you know, when I say I go to Bonnaroo, they say, you sleep in a tent? I'm like, yeah, well, as we've said on here many, many times, we bring our own carpet. We have a ginormous tent. We have a Bloody Mary tent. It's nice. <laughs> you know, we do it upright. We have a picket fence. It's nice. It's not like we're sleeping in mud, which right. is, I think for some reason that's the image. They don't understand the 24-hour-ness and, and it becomes a community. You bond with your neighbors. You'll end up talking to them. And maybe they know somebody that you should see that you've never thought about. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there oh, was yeah. one year that we went. I don't remember. There was a um, there was a group that was playing. I don't remember who it was. And they're like, have you seen them before? And I said, no, you should really check them out. And we went. And they were like one of the top three acts we saw the whole weekend. Yeah. And it's such an it's such an amazing feeling because then you're like, oh, wow, I didn't know about them. And I found out about them. And. And I think 
especially for people like me that are older, I think another drawback now is a lot of people say, well, I don't know people on the lineup or I don't know as much of the lineup because it's younger. Explore a little bit. Take 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 one day out of your schedule and just go through Spotify or do something like that and explore. And I said, you might find that you're going to find five acts you knew nothing about that all of a sudden you're just dying to see. Yeah, that's, I, I, again, for me, the importance of this festival in my life, and I'm not overstating that, is as a as an entertainment writer, that's, I've, from, since about 1982, you know, I've written about music, I've reviewed shows, uh, but quite honestly, it was all arena shows and small venue shows that I was going to, and there was a lot of sameness. Uh, it was the same show, you know. Yeah. They're going to do three songs. They're going to say, hello, Chattanooga. Fifth song, they're going to use the band. They're going to tell a bad joke. You know, they're going to do two encores. It's going to be 90 minutes to the minute, and you're going to go home. It didn't matter if it was a rat, well, a rap show. Those were different. But a country show or a rock show or whatever, it was, you could tell management, you know, they had a lot of the same choreographers and managers. It was just sameness. Uh, Bonnaroo changed all that for me in that not just me but everybody who went suddenly just what you said pondo that became the game was to discover the next favorite band you know if you could turn one of your buddies onto it that was double bonus right right yeah that's exactly right and uh that's a huge part of it for all of us and the other part of it for us and i don't know how you and your group is but we almost never attend the same show, and we if we do, we never go together. What what we usually do is we have a, a youngin, the one that's nineteen. We don't know where he's going to go. He's he's he'll do a little bit of EDM, probably more than we will, and and then like uh, usually uh, his grand grandmother will go with him sometimes, and then usually me and my best friend will go to a show. But a lot of times on Super Jam night. That's where we get split up because Super Jam is so special and so unique. And this year, the 1984 aspect of it is going to be just, you know, so mm-hmm. we we might all go to that show. But a lot of times, um, you know, it, it, it's what's pretty amazing is to brag on, on Cindy, who is 60-ish. Uh, I have never been in the pit for a headliner, and I've gone since two, 2008. She's gone, I think, five or six times, and she's already been in the pit for two headliners, and she's sixty-ish. So, you know, it's like it's like there's literally something for everybody. One thing I did want to touch on real quick is it has been two years, and anybody who follows me on Twitter, and if you don't, I will do a shameless plug at Pondo Knows Best, my handle on Twitter. Uh, and I do follow both of you gentlemen and Lord Taco. Good Lord, if you could understand his tweets, please, someone give me a book and, 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 and decipher some of that stuff, especially at like two in the morning after I've had some liquid courage. But it doesn't uh, matter what time of day it is. You'll <laughs> have to explain. Maybe, maybe I still maybe don't understand it. it. Maybe that's the problem. Um, <laughs> just in the past year alone for me has been absolutely horrific. I, I, I know everybody's had situations, but um, last year, uh, August 31st, my mom passed away from COVID. I was in the hospital with COVID and both of us had been vaccinated to the fullest extent at that time. And um, 
doctor come in there while I was in there and told me, you have a 30% chance to live. Well, I found mm -hmm. out later that, that that was inflated. I wasn't supposed to make it. Uh, so then my mom passed away. And then in January, I got readmitted to the hospital for uh, dehydration. And that was because I was still sick from after effects of COVID. They happened to do a CT scan and they found a mass on my left kidney. So I had cancer of the kidney. And uh, I tell everybody, I said, man, I must have had a hell of a party because I woke up next day I'm missing a kidney. They had to take the whole kidney out. And so, it, 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 and, and there's been a bunch of other small things that have gone along with it. And so this year, I'm going to appreciate Bonnaroo more than I ever have. Uh, whenever we're on that long road going in, and I got goosebumps talking about it now, I will probably start crying. And the moment we park that car and get out, and I see that grass, and I feel the sun on me, and I see the Ferris wheel, and I see everything and everybody going every which way, and people laughing, and you can probably already smell the porta potties that are outside of Santa Right. That Ooh. moment is probably going to be one of the best moments of Bonnaroo ever, and I'm actually probably expecting to break down and cry for a while. I'll, I'll probably be no good for about 10 or 15 minutes, and then I'll get back in Pondo mode and I'll be ready to go. But I have missed that place so much. It has become a fabric of my life. And, you know, you talked about four days earlier, you know, four days out of the year you go and do this. Most of the year, I, do, I don't wear this. Most of the year, my name is Brian. I work at a I work at an auto parts factory. Well, except recently, since I lost my kidney, I haven't been there because I've been out for FMLA. But you don't know how many people do not know me as Brian. They know me as Pondo. Mm -hmm. They will see me out places. I will go to Nashville, or whatever. Hey, Pondo! I'm like, wow. And they recognize me without the ridiculous getup. And it's amazing that this is a place where you can go, let your hair down. Well, Taco doesn't have much hair, so we'll let that go. You can let your <laughs> I just got a haircut. And be whatever you want to be for a few days. Let go of everything at home. Plug out and just go and have the best amazing time. And think about how many people you've met at this festival. Well, not just. Uh, but at, at the events that we've had, uh, Taco's stories of running into people, like you just said, out and they recognize his voice or the hat or something brad ran into you know a, a listener two weeks in two weekends ago down in new orleans yeah it happens but beyond that is uh people like you uh obviously uh, uh the guys at rue ham and and uh, charlotte and daniel with the rue bus i mean we speak fairly regularly you know um yeah almost be, daily become friends with all of these people and keep up through Reddit or emails or texts or whatever. It, it goes beyond, um, you know, a, a, a website or whatever. It, it, right. It's personal. It, these well, are people right. you care about, right? Um, yeah, we, we understand. We don't get into it too much, but it has been a tough year um, for, for all of us as well. Um, and that this event, this weekend, 
Um, in fact, I started writing a column for one of the magazines we do trying to talk about this. And typically when I get the first sentence, I, I'm essentially done. I've written three of them already. I've completely restarted twice, which is very rare for me because it just, when I get down to a certain point, I'm like, I, I haven't said anything that I wanted to say yet. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because it has to be a, a, a certain length. So it's remarkable to me. It's remarkable to me that five years in and in year three of an event that hasn't happened, we still are talking about it. Correct. But again, yep. as I said earlier, it, I'm not surprised. It is when you, it's surprising when you say it out loud like that, but to you and, and taco and, and Brad and everybody else, it's not at all surprising because, I mean, how many times have you listened to our podcast or someone else's and had, a uh, you know, somebody call in and say, all oh, my friends are so tired of me talking about Bonnaroo <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> all year long? <laughs> it's like I was trying to tell, explain what your podcast was about one day and I was t telling some friends, I said, you got to listen to the what podcast. And they're like, the what? I said, Precisely. And they said, is this Abbott and Costello? I said, no, it's the what podcast. <laughs> and it took a few, it took a few go arounds, but I said, trust me, if you listen, you will gather so much information and you might even wear a PBR hat in the future. That's right. Yeah, yeah. we, we are well aware it's a stupid name, but it made perfect sense when we conceived it. Uh, right, it, right. It, yes. As you know, the what, you know, the way they name the stages, the what, which, this, that, and the other. And uh, when we reached out to Bonnaroo and said, hey, we're, we think we want to start this podcast. They said, we're thrilled. Please do, but you can't use uh, Bonnaroo in your URL or you can't use any of our graphics. So, you know, and of course, we're thinking it'll be, what, three months at best? Yeah, we, we thought one season and we'll be done. Yeah, so, you know, see ya. And anyway... It works, and uh, Taco's done, as I've said last couple of shows, done a terrific job with our website, uh, which, by the way, I wanted to mention, we got a, I got a lot of emails from people who uh, said, hey, I'd love to have some of the stuff from your basement, and oh, I'm 100% serious, you know, but buy a T-shirt or something just so we can kind of cover the costs, and uh, okay. I, I've started a pile, and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad to get... Shameless plug, me, shameless plug. Shameless plug. The That's whole right. point for me is to empty this basement out of stuff. <laughs> uh, but that was a lot of fun, and it was fun getting uh, getting emails from, from people. Um, so what are you... I mean, you, you said, really, and, and happy birthday, and I'm glad you're better. Thank Absolutely. You. I, I mean, I was kind of following that. I, I wasn't going to bring it up publicly unless you wanted to well this is my best birthday present right here yeah you come yeah. on the what podcast i mean that's that's what i think happy birthday thank yeah, you glad we could do it thank you um i wanted to go back and ask i'm intrigued by the the grandmother and grandson going um i've been with both of my kids mm -hmm. and uh, i remember the first year my son was he would have graduated high school and i was like bad news man dad's going to be there too and he's like i don't care you know <laughs> I, I thought it would you know i'd be harsh and his mellow kind of thing but uh, yeah i was just up... trying to imagine i was just trying to imagine me at bonnaroo with my grandmother like i just i know right <laughs> first off first off cool. and I, I definitely want to let you guys know this cindy is not your typical grandma she is had had to be the case I figured, yeah, I she's uh 
like I said, she's been in the pit twice. She's an ama amazing woman. Um, she is a breast cancer survivor, and she goes out, and she parties just as hard as anybody else there. And Braden is 19, got a good got a good head on his shoulders, and introduced her, like, as soon as, as, soon as the lineup comes out, he'll be like, okay, we're going to go see this, this, and this. And she'll play something. He'll play something for her, and you're like, She's like, no, 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 you're going to go see that. I'm not going to go see that. But then she'll hear something. Like I think this year um, she heard uh, Nathaniel Ratliff in the Night Sweats, and she wasn't real familiar with them. And then she's like, wait a minute, we're going to go see them. And so, you know, and it's, it's an, it j again shows the dynamic where you can literally yeah. be pretty much, as long as you're old enough to go, and that's, that's a subject for, you know, another day. But, Anybody can go uh, from ages, you know, I remember when the Bonagranis went. I don't know if you guys were familiar with them. They oh, were yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I got to that. meet them all, and they were amazing. And I watched Earth, Wind, and Fire with them right in front of me. And, you know, um, you have literally four grandmas sitting there right in front of me, and I'm talking to them, and they're enjoying every minute of it. Of course, they go at night. You know, they, they come in. Yeah, they don't camp. But that's just, like, amazing. So, it's literally a festival for everybody. The one thing that I will say that, that you have brought up a couple of times, it's not a festival, it's an event. And mm -hmm. I've used that line a couple of times, so I don't know if, if I picked it up from you or we stole it from someone else, but that's the best way to put it. It's not, an, it's not a festival, it's an event. And now with the plazas going on, there's so much going on that it truly is an event because there's stuff everywhere now. Yeah. 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 yeah it, it, I think that's really cool. I, I can't imagine being able to go with a grandparent or, or a grandson, uh, grandchild. And, you know, either way is really cool to be able to share something like that. Um, but the other thing we've said is the only, the only real couple of rules, uh, and, and I, I've had parents ask me before, cause you know, they'll, they'll say, you go every year. My kid wants to go, you know, their high school age or whatever. My only thing is, if they're the type of person who finds trouble, they'll find trouble. Sure. If they're a level-headed, mature kid, they won't have any trouble at all. I, I, again, they people take care of each other, um, you know. But if you're just that kind of kid that somehow always seems to be in trouble, you, you can find it there. But you can find it anywhere. Sure. Uh, the other thing, and we've said it on here many times, is don't come with a, a spouse or a significant other unless you're both really into it because it, it, it's not a halfway oh, event. gosh is that a true statement <laughs> it's not a it's not a test the water kind of event is it correct yeah correct uh come ready to have fun the whole time and explore my point about us not going to the shows together is not that we don't like each other but it's that it, it's it's goes along the same lines is if Taco says, I want to go see Nathaniel and I don't, right? he's not feeling guilty and I'm not feeling guilty. You know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to mope and pout and he's not either. Go have fun and, and we'll meet back. And that's, that's our whole group is that way. And I think it's really been important awesome. you know, that everybody understands that. One thing I want to mention, just in case people are new to your podcast, which by the way, if you're not listening on a regular basis, please do, because I have learned countless things from, uh, you know, Brad's not here. But 
all of you guys have taught me something. I'm not wearing a PBR hat, though. Um, the one thing that Bonnaroo has, I, I, I'm not a drug user. I, I don't, and I don't participate, and I usually don't drink when I'm there. But they have a, a good policy there of a, you know, if you see somebody messed up or you're with a friend who's messed up, who's done something maybe they shouldn't have or is partying too hard, they have the, you know, just just get, get them there, get them some help. They're not there to judge. They're there to try to get you better. Right. And I love that policy because, especially with EDM becoming way popular now, and a lot of people associate drugs with EDM, and that's, that's I think, a stereotype. Maybe it shouldn't be. But, the you know, don't ask what, what what's going on. They just want to help. And right. the, the not judging is something that I think makes that festival really, really good, especially for people who maybe have a tendency to do things that they shouldn't do. I'm not suggesting at all you guys need to go get messed up or something like that. But if you see somebody who needs help and you're afraid, I don't want to take them because they're going to get in trouble for being on drugs, no, help them. Because by helping them, you're going to keep them out of a situation where maybe they can get help and enjoy the festival and maybe not get sick or perhaps even worse. That's right. Yeah, that I've always, again... The only real rule, in my opinion, is don't be an idiot. Don't don't make them do something to you they don't want to do. Right. You know? They don't want to kick you out. They don't want to arrest you. They don't want you to be sick, and they certainly don't want you to you know die. Um, so yeah, take care of yourself. And I you know I the extra days and the fact that we have not been there for a while really has me worried about people hitting it going too hard. That, that That's why I too, said that because I'm yeah. really worried about that this year. Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, I your point about seeing the grass and feeling the sun, I'm the, I'm the same way. And uh, I know even in, in uh, the last time we were there, you know, we've – what do we say? Don't, don't go hard on that Wednesday. And then all three of us went pretty hard on that Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I was guilty of that too. Yeah, which makes Thursday terrible and half a Friday terrible. You know, right. think mm-hmm. about it as a it's a it's a marathon. Uh, but I am very worried because we've been so pent up uh, for so long. You know, it's going to feel like free at last, kind of ready to go, kind of thing. So take care of each other. Um, you know, really be considerate of that. Um, what are the other lessons that you that you've learned? Um, you know, you you're you've been there as many times as I have and, and every one of them is different, but there are definitely some things uh, both from the camping and pacing myself and food and all of that. You mentioned, I don't do, uh, I don't do drugs. I wish I did. Cause that would be the perfect place. I've always said that. Yeah, know, me too. I, I've place. always said if I did drugs because everybody looks at the outfit and they assume. So I get offered like all kinds. Like, hey man, here's this, here's this. Like, no, no, I'm good. Yeah. No, no, I'm good. Um, and you're not going anywhere. You're not driving. <laughs> right, you know, right. Music is great. The food, everything is there. Yeah. It's like I do good walking back to camp just on soda. So I don't know what I would do if I was too messed I know. up. And that's the same with everybody. Think God it must be like a week long partying and drinking. I'm like, nope. One word. Or two words, porta potties. <laughs> True. I, I do have I do have a couple of simple rules that I tell everybody. One is pace yourself. It, it is not a sprint; it's a marathon. Uh, if you want to drink, that's fine, but drink in moderation. Don't 
don't sit there and say, okay, let's just doubt it. Because like you got, you brought up Thursday and Friday, you're miserable and you end up missing sets and you, you end up having nice trips to porta potties. Uh, two. Yeah, just, just that, that's if you're thinking about having that last shot or whatever, just consider porta potties all morning long. <laughs> right, right. Cause you don't want to be in there before they're cleaned unless you want to go into all the way in the center room. Um, two, uh, Make yourself a schedule and don't worry about it. Yeah. Decide who you want yeah. to see. And if you miss somebody, I promise you it's not the end of the world. I hate when I see these people. Well, I'm going to spend 30 minutes at this show and 10 minutes at this show and yeah. five minutes at this show. You know what you're going to see? You're going to see a lot of dust walking back and forth. Yeah, so, that's right. And one thing I'll tell everybody else, um, make friends with your neighbors. Because nine times out of ten, they will have something that you forgot. You're like, right. oh, I forgot that, and your, na- and your neighbor's got it. And it makes yourself a community. Also, it helps against people being around your site that maybe shouldn't be. Right. You know, like if I say, hey, these are the four people we're going to have here. And your neighbor says, well, these are the three people. And you come back, and you see some people that shouldn't be there. You know they shouldn't be there. So that yeah, might even right. help you out a yeah. little bit. Um, I tell everybody to pack a Sharpie. Because you never know, you might run into Lord Taco, and you might want to dang an autograph somewhere. You know, you never know who you'll <laughs> run into in the center room. I've met a couple of famous people in the center room and had them sign a shirt or two. Um, the last thing that I tell everybody is your main goal there is to have fun and a good time. And if you don't feel like you're having fun or a good time, then you could probably do something else. Yeah. You brought it up. If you're at a show and it's you're just not feeling it. There are probably at least three or four or five other acts playing, and with the plazas, all other things going, there's plenty to do. And you can go off by yourself. You don't have to have somebody attached to your hip. Right. And, yeah, and that, yeah. I, I recommend uh, taking some time and just going off by yourself yeah, away from the group. I haven't thought about it that way, Pondo, but that's a, that's, we've been saying the same thing, but not only you know, don't be somebody else's dead weight, uh, you know, don't don't bring them down if they want to go somewhere else, and don't feel bad if you want to go somewhere right. else. Go do it. There's there's more than enough to do, and you'll meet back up uh, at some point. You know, don't get sure. your feelings hurt. I, I tell um, everybody a good meetup spot. If you need a meetup spot, the clock tower is always there. With the or the or it's not a clock tower anymore. Now it's the Bonnaroo Tower. You could always meet right there at a certain time, and you go there. You're easy to be seen. And that makes it easier. Uh, f- find a spot or, or in front of the Ferris wheel or something like that. Or, or if both of you can get back to camp and you're not directionally challenged, meet yeah. back at camp. Um, I know for some people it's difficult because if you're like a 40-minute walk, maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe you want to meet back up. Don't be afraid to go off on your own because you might find something amazing going on that you never would have found otherwise. Yeah, if you are in a group, too, uh, along those lines, uh, when you get there, walk around as best you can. Get the lay of the land and and take visual markers. Write them down if you have to. It's a huge place. Uh, You know, we've been there enough. I I feel like I I won't get lost. I know where I am. But when you first arrive, it's overwhelming. Um, and it looks completely different at three in the afternoon than it does at three in the morning. Yes, so, that is so true. So get your visual markers and also, uh, consider your phones are probably not going to work. Right. Uh, I, I would go yep. ahead and assume 
that your phones are not going to work. So if you, you know, you leave your buddies and say, I'll text you where I am in an hour, they may get it in an hour. They may not. Or they uh, might get it in five hours. I do that for, you know, from a work standpoint, I leave, I leave here with a whole list of things I'm going to do. I'm going to send updates every hour and pictures and, it never works, you know, <laughs> maybe in the morning. And that's about it only because I get up before everyone else. So right. just, you know, bank on that. So figure out some way to communicate, you know, if you're there with uh, a large group or you're there with kids or whatever, you know, we're going to meet at such and such a place. Like you said, the clock tower or the Ferris wheel or um, the mushroom, the water fountain, you know, right. whatever. There are plenty of locations and, and you'll figure out they're, they're central to where you're mostly going to be. Um, we've talked a long time about what to bring and those sorts of things. Uh, for the most part, I think, you know, bring, bring, you're probably going to want to bring less than what you think. Yep. You know, they're oh, absolutely, especially now uh, in the last several years with the, the stores and the on-site vendors and all that. If you forget something, you can get it. Um, sure. You know, it may cost an arm and a leg, but you'll it may cost more than you want to spend, but you can, you're not going to be without. And the food is really good. And right. I, don't, I haven't found the food to be outrageously expensive. Plus, you're not going to want to eat three huge meals a day. True. Because, again, porta potties. Porta potties. Sure. <laughs> I, I got to give a shout out to, to my guys at Roadie Rolls. Uh, they do a food truck at the Gourmet Food Truck. Roadie Rolls, they're farm to table. Uh, Corey and his gang are there every year. They're amazing people. I've actually gone on the truck and made a roadie roll for myself at Bonnaroo. Nice. Uh, they're they're located in uh, Charleston and Atlanta. If you get a chance to visit their green truck, please do. Tell them yeah. Pondo sent you. It's amazing food. If you don't know what a roadie is, what a, what a roadie is or a roadie roll is, look it up. They do have a website at roadierolls.com, and I I sponsor those guys year round, and they're. They're just humble, really good people, and they want to feed you. I'm telling you right now, yeah. they would love, yeah. love to have your business. I, that's that's you know that's one of mine. I I for so long for the first several years didn't eat anything on site. I oh wow! Own, I brought my own, thinking I was saving money, and you know, I, again, I didn't bring much. And then I'll be honest, I kept hearing uh, campmates say talking poutine. They kept saying poutine and. You know, I was too embarrassed to ask. I thought it was some uh, something obscene. You know? <laughs> they were making a joke, and then I went right. and had it, and they they haven't been back, unfortunately. The the vendors, um, but yeah, the the food is great. Um, I, I'm curious uh, because of what you said, and and the Camp Redaru guys and Rubus. I mean, Daniel has got so many things planned. There are going to be so many, many events within Bonnaroo. I, I'm really curious to talk to people in July and August to see how it went. You know what I mean? How it went, actually went compared to what they thought it was going to be. Right. Well, I think with the plazas exploding this year, yeah. 
I think there's good, with, with so many bands playing and uh, another shameless plug for people who don't know, Rubus is having a Wednesday pre-party. Make sure you go to that. Hang out with those guys. They're fantastic, wonderful people. Uh, you won't meet meet nicer people. At least Daniel paid me 10 bucks to say that. So uh, I'm telling you right well, you now. You got 10? Fantastic. Wait a you got, yeah, you he got gave 10? me five. Wait a minute. Really? <laughs> really? Hold on. Well, he, gave, he gave me 10, but it was like, it looked like Monopoly money, but you know, I it's good anyway. <laughs> right <laughs> but you're right they are super nice people and that's that's what i mean it that that event's gonna be huge i hope i hope he knows what's coming yes <laughs> but it's not yeah. just that there are so many other events and uh, uh you know as you said we're all gonna and i've asked uh, by the way in case people are wondering I, I ask when the lineups the actual schedule's coming out and Probably in the next, uh, I would say, five or ten days, if not sooner, because it seems like, and it's not because of us necessarily, but it seems like as soon as I send an official inquiry to the people who should know, it comes out about a, a day or two. They're waiting you on know. you, man. That's what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, don't, I, I don't think it's that. I just think the whole, you know, energy of the universe is thinking the same thing. Right. So they're on it. So we should be getting that. But yeah, that'll be the next fun is to sit down with that thing and say, I'm going to go here, I'm going to go there, and I'm going to go there. And then you get on site and you throw it in the trash and you never see it again. But it's a lot of fun, you know. I, I'm wondering how, again, you know, where in the woods and the stuff going on outside, the schedule this year might be bigger than it's ever been just because there's going to be so many different, like there's a band that I really want to see on Thursday, the main squeeze. I followed those guys for years and they're not playing Bonnaroo at all, except for out in the plazas. Yeah. So I definitely want to go see them. So I'm, I'm wondering how many conflicts there's going to be this year because there's going to be so yeah. many different things going on. I, I think FOMO FOMO could be the, a real issue. This year, it always is, as you said. You know, we all think we're so afraid of missing out, mm -hmm. uh, missing that show, and we all do. Uh, but now, and it's so big, you know, I can't imagine I'm going to see the what stage, and then I'm going to go back out into the plaza and catch this thing, and then back. No, you're not. I right. Don't care who right. You're going to have to make some hard choices. You're going to have to make some choices, and and some of them might be. You know, instead of thinking you're going to bounce back and forth, I'm just going to go to this part of the, the, the farm and hang out and just see what happens, uh, which is legitimate. I, I think with all the events that they have planned, you could do that and have a great time. What we don't know is what Jam Tracks is going to do. If it's, if it's going to be organized and big enough that, you know, we could sort of catch a ride and get from one place to the other, but man, that's, that's going to be the wild long. card. I, I think yeah. that is going into it. That is either going to be the greatest idea that Bonnaroo has had in a long time, or it's going to be a cluster, you know what? And yep. I don't know if that word's hyphenated or two words or one word altogether, but that, that scares me because yeah. my fear is if, if it runs well and they run it great, then this could be a game changer, especially Absolutely. when it comes to plazas. If it doesn't run well, then you could have somebody that's in pod one that's all the way over in pod seven, and now they're trying to figure out how to get back, and there's no transportation, and they're completely right. lost. That's the right. one thing that worries me. 
Yeah. Or standing in long lines and all that. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's a it's a terrific idea and long time coming. Uh, but it's like everything. It's got to work well. Um, all right, man. Taco, you got any other questions? Any other I got, thoughts? I got I, one, one other shameless plug. I was going to let you go. I was going to let Taco. Uh, I do have one more shameless plug. Um, Tuesday night, uh, my buddy Eric, he is the official uh, DJ of the Pondo Army. He is doing a pre-pre-Bonnaroo uh, thing. Uh, it will be in uh, our, uh, GARV. He's got two uh, fireball canopies set up. And he said, you'll hear music coming there. And uh, he spins. And uh, if you follow me, again, at Pondo Knows Best uh, on Twitter, I will give you more information once we know more. And I do have one final question. I've been asking everybody, who's the one act that I need to see this year? And I'll start with Taco first. Uh, I'm going to, you were talking about there's a plaza lineup. I'm going to say Paul Cawthon. Mm-hmm. Um, he he. He did a thing with, uh, oh, what was his name? Oh, uh, Orville Peck. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I loved Orville Peck. I saw him at Shaky Knees last year. And, um, yeah, they do they do a song together. And, and his solo stuff is great, too. And so that's actually one of the ones I'm really looking forward to seeing. But he's going to be, I think it's a Thursday night plaza show. So, yeah. All right. You're on the spot now. Taco gave his. Give me yours. I know. I wasn't expecting that. I should have. I'm going <laughs> to go with Goose. Right, I, I'm I'm not going to go with any of the names that I assume you probably already have on your list. And Goose might be on those. It is, but that's okay. Uh, Tell people who don't know. Uh, yeah, Goose, they just, they were the ones that were on the, uh, the, uh, online thing that they did a year and a half ago that, uh, you know, over that weekend, the would have been yeah. weekend. And I, I just thought they were terrific. Briston, um, uh, not Briston, uh, I've seen so many lineups now. I'm, I'm having to relook. <laughs> the one I'm curious about is Robert Plant and Allison Krauss. Anytime you get to see, you know, Robert Plant, uh, you know, it's like seeing a Beatle almost. He's one of the legendary figures. Well, you know, they played there before. Uh, yeah, they did, and I saw that same show here in a in a theater. Uh, yeah, Briston Maroney's another one that I've I've become a big fan of. The one that I've been telling everybody, um, I'm going with the lesser, no, obviously I would say the main squeeze, but a lot of people know who they are. So I'm going to go with one that's a little bit under the radar. It's all going to be on the Who stage. Her name is Charlotte Sands. Uh, she's a young woman that's coming out of the Tennessee area, and, and she's got a sound. If she can get the right backing behind her with her look, she has a chance to go places. And plus, she's easy on the eyes, so, you know. That makes it easier for guys to go see her. And she, she's got really good vocals. And I don't know when she's going to play on the Who stage. She may be up against some heavy hitters. But I really expect Charlotte Sands to have a really good show there. I, I think the Herbie Hancock one's going to surprise a lot of people. Kind yes. Of like, I, uh, you'd be surprised how many people I know want to go see that. And yeah. People who can't go uh, – uh, a couple of friends of mine up in New Jersey, they just had a, a daughter named Violet, and they know who they are if they're listening. And they can't go this year, and they said, man, we want to see Herbie Hancock. And I said, well, you know, when she gets a little bit older, Violet will appreciate Herbie Hancock too. <laughs> so, so. Yeah, I think that's I think that's sort of the Lionel Richie, you know. Obviously, it's a legacy act, but that was Lionel, as I've said, was my, my uh, 
blunder. Uh, I think oh, Herbie's did you not be... go see Lionel Richie? No, I thought Lionel was the worst act they'd ever signed. I, I thought Bonnaroo had lost its mind, and turns out people are still talking about it. It was good. It was good. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard. And I think Herbie's going to be like, he's going to be that for a lot of people. Um, there's a bunch of them. Uh, but to your, back to your point, as we've said on here many times, Thursday night is a, is a great night for discovery. Just go and, uh, you know, pick, pick several people who actually do that each day. Pick one name you've never heard of. Just if nothing else, do a a walk by and give it a chance. Because one thing we've learned is the folks who book these know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Not everyone you know, might be your favorite, right? But you know they're good at what they do, correct? And, and so give it a chance. Uh, the <laughs> other one, just because it's you talk about shameless plug, uh, mm-hmm. Isaiah Rashad um, is a Chattanooga guy, right? And uh, I think we talked about. I think he's highest on the lineup from Chattanooga that that I can remember. He's on that third line on Friday, um, so going to definitely go see him and. Uh, Glad to see he's on there. So, yeah, that's that's a that's a tough question you ask because you know I don't I don't always know everyone else's what they know and don't know. I just I, I just I mean even if it's somebody that like Goose is a great answer because they are a band that play so hard yeah. and they're going to give you a performance even if you don't necessarily and think their music's your cup of tea. Watching them perform. Definitely, and you need to do it. You know, it's yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, we somebody brought up uh, one of my best friends who I've known forever. Out of the blue, said, "Man, I can't stop listening to Courtney Barnett." And I'm like, "Yep, that was a Thursday night fine for us." You yeah, know? And, and, and really you, know who and it was, but I'm not show. much on country, but I'm uh, way big on Courtney Barnett and just just such power and and her voice and her lyrics. Yep. Man, they hit you in places that yep. you ain't ready for. If, yep. if you're not prepared for it it, 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 it can take you to an emotional journey for sure. And obviously, Warren Treaty, we've talked about on here. Oh. Leon Bridges were both; those were both acts that I knew. You know, the name, the show that I saw, fell in love, and uh, now, you know, top three or four acts of of all time for me, new acts. Right. Um, so you you never know. Um, you know, I, I, one other thing, Bandit, I think it's really going to deliver, and a lot of people have made comments about them playing, is the Chicks. I really think, well, mm-hmm. formerly known as the Dixie Chicks, I really think the Chicks are really going to bring a, a grade A performance there. I think their set is going to be pretty sweet. I do expect a huge crowd for that. Yeah. And even if you don't like country, I think you will like their set. So that's I tell everybody right. to go check that out, obviously. That's right. Yeah, you you don't get very many people who just mail it in right. at Bonnaroo. Correct. Um, very, very few that I can think of. There have been some, but not many. So, all right. Well, man, thanks so much. Thanks for listening, first of all. Uh, thanks definitely, for uh, definitely the what podcast it, it keeps you in the know uh it you find out things that you didn't know and the banter is pretty good and tell brad he missed out hanging out with pondo but hey you know that's okay <laughs> yeah we'll do it no tell he's unpacking if that makes you feel any better yeah <laughs> yeah he would much rather be here he would I'm much sure. rather he be here. sweating right now 
I wouldn't want to be doing what he's doing. All no. right, man. Well, thank you so much. What are we under now? Uh, in into the fifties, right? Fifty days or so. Fifty. Uh, yeah, definitely less than three months. Yeah, I wow. think it's around maybe a little bit under eight weeks. Maybe a little bit wow. somewhere around in there. You know, time to start packing. Time to start. Oh, I've already got a, my corner in the front room. I have a Bonnaroo pile, and it pretty much stays there year round. It <laughs> used to be in there for like three months, then four months, and now it just stays in the corner. Like people come and yeah. say, "What's that? You move it now? It's a Bonnaroo pile. Everything's okay." Yeah, because if I unpack it, it just turn right around. And right, all I gotta do is yeah. There's no need for all but that. Make, so. make sure that you know that the uh, the vermin haven't got to it. There aren't holes in in something you need, and uh, your tent poles are still there. You didn't use them for something else. So. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for having me. One more thing, I do want to plug for those of you doing the Bonnaroo's dinner on Thursday. Uh, I will be there as well. You'll be able to spot me. I'm wearing the Viking horns clock come by and say hi uh if i have a mouthful of food let me swallow first and then i will say hello to you and i hope to see as many of you guys as i can on the farm this year for those of you who want pondo army cards please do not hesitate i'm easy to talk to i promise you and the restraining order is just another way of saying i love you so trust me we'll get along Bob. <laughs> thanks so much man no yeah sounds you, great man. thank you Consequence Podcast Network. Oh, hello there, friend. This is Brad Steiner. I'm Barry Corder. After you check out the latest episode of the What Podcast, be sure to check out some of the other great programs on the Consequence Podcast Network, including... Rootsland. It's an original story of two friends who take a musical and spiritual journey from the suburbs of Long Island to the streets of Kingston, Jamaica. Or Kyle Meredith with where you can find interviews with all of your favorite musicians and bands. Hosted by our guy, Kyle Meredith. New episodes air weekly on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Head to consequence.net to listen to these podcasts and many great others.